Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're going to do episode 10 of Joshua's first book. Uh, this is the Law of Attraction Book Club, and we're doing a perception of reality. Today, we'll do the last parts of chapter four, all about intentions and how important and powerful intentions are. I'll read the first uh, part of it, which will be section two and three in chapter four, and then the roundtable gang will get together and we'll have a lively discussion. Please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast and to leave a review or a rating or a comment. That'd be great. And if you'd like to know more about Joshua, visit theteachingsofjoshua.com. Also, if you'd like to get this book for yourself, please go to Amazon and just search my name, Gary Temple Bodley, and you'll find all the books there. Uh, if you'd like more information on what we're coming up with and all the new things we're doing, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right, get ready and enjoy today's episode. Chapter four, section two. There are those intentions you set prior to your physical arrival in the space-time reality. They set you along your path toward what you wanted to explore. Most of your intentions are general, and some may be more specific, but they are only intentions, and you have the ability to define your life based on the preferences you choose at this moment in time. If you had a specific intention to explore sickness, for example, you may have been ill as a child, and that illness caused you to desire health. That experience led you to form a desire. The desire is now burning within you, and the law of attraction is bringing it to you. Your specific intentions may lead you to new desires you did not hold in previous lives, yet in this life, you lived an experience that created a new desire. Your focus on that desire is what this life experience is all about. If you intended to explore aspects of poverty, and in this lifetime, you experience poverty, that experience may have created a more powerful desire for abundance. This new desire for abundance may never have existed for you prior to this life experience, and it now causes you to grow more powerfully than ever before. The diversity that exists on Earth today has never been more profound. This diversity has the ability and potential to create desires more powerful than ever existed before. There are intentions being set that have never been made before. There are those coming into physical existence to explore ideas that are new. They are here to live with physical conditions and mental conditions in order to explore new ways of experiencing physical reality. Teachers are coming through at this moment in time to impart new levels of awareness and understanding. More are being born into more contrast than ever before. This is all intentional. There are no accidents. There is nothing wrong. Whether one chooses a life experience that lasts a matter of minutes or a hundred years, it's all the same. Life experience is life experience. Time is irrelevant. It is no more valuable to live two years, 20 years, or a hundred years. All experience, no matter the time involved, was intended. It all unfolds as it should. There are no wrong conditions. All conditions are intended. If a pregnancy is terminated by any means, it was intended and it is right. There is no need to experience grief or guilt. These feelings let you know that your inner self feels the opposite. All life experience, however brief, was intended to be that experience. You cannot see the intention from your perspective, and this causes conflict within you. But if you can understand the power of intentions, and that all life experience was intended, you can feel ease about the life experience of others, including those of your own children. 
If a child is born with a condition you consider a malady or disease, the child intended to come forth with this condition. There is no need to cure the child of autism. The child has come forth to experience life in a new way. He has come to teach unconditional love. He has come forth to create desires so powerful that none have ever been so powerful before. If you cure autism, you rob those of this experience and new bodily conditions will evolve in its place. If you can see and know that all is right, that all is intended, you can live free from fear and doubt. You need not worry that the lives of others will affect your life in a negative manner, for they are the creator of their experience and you're the creator of yours. You can be inspired positively or negatively by the lives of others, but their only real effect is your attention to them. Withdraw your attention from the aspects of life you do not prefer and focus on your own bliss, for this is your life to live fully and you have intended for it to be blissful. Intention is a powerful tool from your real life perspective as well. You can use intention to create your life as you would prefer it to be. Intention means focusing on an outcome you prefer. It can also be general in nature or more specific. If you are going to dinner with friends, you can intend that the food be delicious and that you choose the right items from the menu. You could intend to have a wonderful conversation and laughter. You can intend for the journey to be safe and easy. You can intend to connect with your friends on a deeper level. Intentions can be made in the morning. You can intend for the day to be wonderful. You may intend to be productive at work, to be on time, to inspire your coworkers, and to learn something new. You may intend to pay attention to manifestation events and to learn from them. You may intend to alter the course of a manifestation event even as it's happening. An intention is the focus of your desire in the moment. It leads the universe to fulfill your expectations. When you intend, you expect. You expect what you intend will be delivered. Your intentions are beliefs that things will work out in reality as you have worked them out in your mind. Intentions are thoughts that become reality before your eyes. When you know an intention will be fulfilled, then it will be. Knowing is the key to manifesting your intentions. If you know things are always right, then they'll be right. Since there is no wrong anywhere in the universe, everything is right. If you intend to eat today, and you know you will based on past experience, you'll eat. You have no doubt that you'll eat today and no fear that you won't eat. You intend to eat because it's the most obvious thing in the world. You eat every day and there's no reason this day should be any different. You know you will eat and so you will. If you intend to fly to the moon for lunch, however, you might not make it. Is this because lunch on the moon is impossible? Hardly. It's simply because you doubt its possibility to such a strong degree that the doubt makes the intention highly unlikely. Therefore, intentions can only be made surrounding those things you deem probable, likely, and realistic. You can intend anything you want, and if you can imagine it, it can be achieved. But if fear or doubt prevent the belief and knowing, your intention has less power. You can intend to be on time for work. Because you believe it's possible, more than you doubt it's possible, your intention has an excellent chance of coming to fruition. The stronger your belief or knowing is over the doubt and fear, the more likely your intention will actualize in your experience. The very act of intending causes momentum that has the power to materialize even in the face of your doubt. The chronic practice of intention, followed by your observation of manifestations, cause more positive momentum. The more you believe, 
the more evidence of your belief is revealed, and therefore, the more you believe. Your belief transforms into knowing. The stronger you know something, the more power you have. Confidence in your abilities adds to your power to allow the manifestation of your intentions. Your intentions, once thought or stated out loud, must be followed through with clarity of focus. You must continue to believe that your intentions will manifest. You must keep your focus sharp in the period between intention and manifestation. Simply stating an intention is powerful in and of itself, but focusing on the intention gives it more momentum and more power to manifest in ways that will delight you. Your focus on the intention will enable you to see the full manifestation of the intention as it unfolds. If you simply intend a safe drive to work and do not focus on your intention while you're driving, instead you're on the phone or listening to the radio, you may not notice how the universe is delivering safety to you. You don't notice how your foot eases off the accelerator just as the car in front of you hits the brakes. You might not realize that the traffic light has stopped you, so the traffic that would have been in your way has time to divert from your path. You arrive safely, but you were not aware of the mechanics involved in doing so. Had you seen the signs of the universe in action, you would have added momentum to your overall confidence and knowledge that you are a powerful creator. Your intention gives you focus, and focus brings you the manifestation of intention. Focus and intention are linked. Intention without doubt brings manifestation of intention. The absence of doubt creates alignment with your intention and gives the universe a clear signal of your vibrational pattern. The clearer the signal, the easier it is for the manifestation to unfold. You can write your intentions, announce them out loud, discuss them with your mate, or simply think about them by yourself. Whatever feels best to you is the proper method. You can make intentions as often as you like on any subject in the world. When choosing a movie, you might intend that it be the best movie for you at the moment. You might intend that it be uplifting and no matter the subject matter, you will find something uplifting in the story that might be missed by others. Practice intention in your daily life and you also practice focus and deliberate creation. You are here to create the life you prefer deliberately. The tool for deliberate creation is intention. In order to achieve movement toward anything you desire, you must intend to do so. The more intentions you make, the more deliberately you create. General intentions create general experiences. Intend well-being, focus on observing well-being, and it will be shown to you throughout your day. Intend to have pleasurable experiences, and you will have them. Intend to see the best in people, and they will show you their best. Intend to have fun, and you will. Your general intentions carry less doubt, making them easier to achieve. Make as many general intentions each day as you can. In fact, intend right now to make many general intentions each day when you awaken in the morning. Specific intentions are more focused on specific outcomes and, by their very nature, carry more doubt and fear than general intentions. The more specific you are on any subject, the more likely you will have an idea in your mind of the outcome. Since you are unable to plan the outcome to match your vibrational signal exactly, you will feel the discord in vibration, and this will manifest itself as fear and doubt. The universe understands your vibrational signal from a broader perspective, and, if allowed, will bring you a perfect match to what you're offering. When you, from your more limited perspective, intend for a specific outcome, 
and try to arrange it in detail without having an intimate knowledge of your vibration, you'll be unable to visualize the outcome that specifically matches your vibration. You will feel discord in the form of fear and doubt. All intentions must match the vibrational signal you are currently emitting for the outcome to manifest in your reality in the way that's most pleasing to you. If you intend to eat lunch today, the universe will plan for you an excellent lunch based on the vibrational signal you're emitting prior to lunch. The universe will take into account all the other intentions and desires you have to provide you with the lunch experience that can accommodate many of your desires and intentions. If you have general intentions to have a certain body weight, to spend a certain amount of money each day, to improve a relationship with a coworker, and to be productive at work so you can get home early for dinner with your family, the universe will work out the perfect lunch that will best include all of those general intentions to which you are a vibrational match. The universe, through the law of attraction, will find you a lunch spot that is healthy, that's in keeping with your daily budget, and that will also be of interest to the coworker you'll invite to lunch. All of your general intentions will have little resistance and unfold easily and elegantly. However, if you specifically intend to have pizza for lunch, the universe has to work this aspect into the equation and you may feel some vibrational discord. You might doubt that you can maintain a healthy body weight, which has nothing to do with the type of food you're eating, or you might worry that the place you like to go for pizza is too far from the office and it could take too long. You might worry that your coworker had pizza for lunch yesterday and won't want it again today. You might have all sorts of doubts that arise from this more specific intention, and thus your general intentions will face resistance and be less likely to manifest the way that is most pleasing to you. If you are able to make the specific intention for pizza, and it was a vibrational match to your general intentions, there'd be no fear or doubt. These elements arise through discord with your vibrational pattern. The more general you are in your intentions, the easier it is for the intentions to be a vibrational match to your overall set of desires without the presence of fear and doubt. Intention is the path to deliberate creation. General intentions are easier, but specific intentions take a more direct route toward the manifestation of your desires. You can be as specific as possible until you feel the discord within the intention. If fear and doubt arise within you, you're being too specific in your intentions and you might try to be more general. If you could step away from the specifics of your desire and understand the universe will work out a better way for you to achieve that which you desire in a way that's most pleasing to you. You can force a desire to manifest through sheer will, but it will not unfold elegantly and may not be as pleasing to you. You must allow the universe to do its job and let the desire unfold in ways you can comprehend from your limited perception of reality. If you're getting too specific with an intention, you'll feel the discord and you'll know you're getting off track. Your discord is your sign that the intention is too specific. The more intense your discord, the more off track your intention is from your vibrational pattern. The universe knows what you want and how to bring you into alignment with your desires. If you desire a promotion at your place of employment and you intend to get it, you can feel whether or not the intention matches your vibration. If it is vibrationally a match to your overall set of desires and beliefs, you'll not feel discord. You'll have very little doubt and fear. You will have confidence and know that you deserve the promotion and that's a vibrational match to that which you truly desire. And the promotion will manifest perfectly and elegantly. If, on the other hand, 
you are not a vibrational match to this promotion you think you want so badly, you'll feel discord in the emotions of fear and doubt. Just thinking about the promotion causes you to mentally wander into the unknown. If you were vibrationally a match to this particular specific promotion, your beliefs and thoughts surrounding the promotion would be clear. You would know that you're ready for the promotion. Even if the new promotion were to bring challenges, you'd welcome them. All of your thoughts and beliefs about the new promotion would be clear and positive. If you were not a vibrational match to the promotion, you might think thoughts that would bring on doubt and fear. You might worry that you're not ready for the promotion or that you don't really deserve it. You might think about how your family would react to the job change, either to the transfer to a new city or to the longer hours you might have to work. You want the promotion badly, yet every time you think about it, you experience thoughts of fear and doubt. Therefore, you are not yet a vibrational match to this specific desire. You want the promotion because your overall set of desires includes within it the desire to be successful and to experience abundance. However, within your overall set of desires, you also include a desire for time with a family, the desire to remain in your city, the desire for freedom and many other desires. If this new position conflicts with those desires, it will not bring you what you really want. It will not fulfill your overall set of desires. In fact, if you were to receive the specific promotion, you would move away from that which you truly desire. This would still be all right since there is no wrong in the universe. The promotion, if you did get it, would cause such discord that you would alter your vibrational pattern so there would be even more focused on what you truly wanted. There are many facets of your vibrational pattern that you could not articulate if you tried. You cannot mentally see the big picture. You must trust that the universe and the law of attraction will work out the best path to your desire. When you allow the universe to take care of how and when, you'll allow the manifestation of your dreams. Your intentions move the universe towards that which you desire, and they are powerful tools. But you must be aware of any discord and adjust your intentions accordingly. General intentions unfold in exactly the same way as specific intentions and actually carry as much power. You simply do not see the unfolding of a general intention as clearly as you do a specific intention. If you had the general intention to be happy, you might not consciously be aware of your happiness in any moment in time. But if you had the specific intention to receive $100 and you received it because you were perfectly aligned with it, you would feel exhilaration. You would see the complete and elegant way in which the universe brought you the $100 and you would assume that the specific intention was more powerful. If you had the general intention for safety and you are safe every day, you cannot perceive just how that general intention manifests itself into your reality. If you were skydiving, however, and your intention was for the parachute to open and it did, you would feel the exhilaration of relief. Your specific intention unfolded just as you knew it would. You might say that fear and doubt were fully involved in the skydiving analogy. One cannot jump out of an airplane without a modicum of fear and doubt. So how does one come to the sport of skydiving, especially the first jump? In order to skydive, fear and doubt must be altered in such a way that they do not impede the desire from manifesting itself. What is the desire for skydiving? What is the emotional fabric of the event? Is it overcoming fear and doubt? Is it freedom? And is the freedom one seeks the freedom from fear and doubt? 
Any activity so extreme is caused by the desire for freedom, and that freedom is the freedom from fear and doubt. It is true freedom. Fear and doubt hold you apart from that which you truly desire. When you can overcome the fearful and doubtful aspects of any intention, you remove their resistant qualities. How does one overcome fear and doubt when setting an intention of thinking about the manifestation of intention? Let's play it out using the extreme analogy of skydiving. If fear and doubt were strong within you, you would not skydive. Your thoughts about the act of skydiving would be so resistant in nature that you would never think about it again. If the subject was brought up, you would change it. You would have to allow for the possibility of a happy result, which at this time you can't. If you could move your desire forward and remove or lessen your attention from the fearful aspects of any endeavor, you could achieve the manifestation of your intent for any subject and you would be successful. If your first thought about skydiving was that it's a dangerous activity, your next thought would be of plummeting to the ground. If, however, you understood the value of the activity, you could create pleasing mental pictures of others skydiving. You could read reports that showed that it was actually a rel relatively safe sport. If you could come to understand that the odds were stacked in your favor, you would reduce the resistance caused by fear and doubt and you would be one step closer to the manifestation of this desire. Fear and doubt slow the progress to your desire depending on the strength of those thoughts. If they have a lot of energy within your thought process, they can stall the progress to your desire completely. If you can lessen their intensity, you'll move quickly towards your desire. If you're moving too fast toward your desire, don't worry. Fear and doubt will intensify to slow your progress to a manageable speed. Do you see how the system works perfectly? There is a place for fear and doubt to exist within your thoughts. Fear and doubt are not to be extinguished. They are both useful and necessary components of the law of attraction. You can reduce the effects of fear and doubt by changing your perspective. Roller coasters are designed to cause fear and doubt. You feel you're going too fast and fear and doubt enter your thoughts. This ironically is what makes roller coasters fun. You have fear and doubt and you're overcoming these sensations. Overcoming fear and doubt is exhilarating, and you ride the roller coaster again. On your second ride, you experience less fear and doubt. Why is that? Because you've already engaged in the activity, and you came out the other side unscathed. You now have more confidence, which means fear and doubt carry less energy. Your perspective has changed now that you've already experienced the ride, and your beliefs have been altered. You could have changed your perspective in advance of the first ride. Prior to the experience, you could have observed all the people getting off the ride in front of you. They all survived. You see the quality of the safety systems involved and the quality of the structure itself. You realize the roller coaster is not going any faster than you drive in your car. It's just adding elements of speed, sound, wind, and elevation changes that you're not used to. While on the ride itself, you could want the roller coaster to move even faster and thereby eliminate the fear of speed. All of these things work to reduce the energy of fear and doubt and promote feelings of confidence. But what's the fun in that? There is nothing to be feared from fear and doubt. They are simply tools to measure your alignment with your vibrational pattern. Be consciously aware of them and work to minimize their energy if you want. You have the capacity to live any experience you desire. Do not let fear and doubt hold you back. Just learn to modify their effects and your outcomes will be wonderful. Hello everyone, welcome to the Law of Attraction Book Club. 
I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, along with my co-host, Tracy DeLuise, and a bunch of people who are all muted, but they're going to jump in at some point. So here we go. This is the first book we're doing, which is The Perception of Reality. And we are in chapter four in the last two sections, section two and three, talking about intentions. So hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Okay, great. So intentions. Intentions are, in fact, we are right now on January 4th, and I just posted Joshua's article about intentions, goals, and New Year's resolutions. So have you all done New Year's resolutions? No. Good. I've set some intentions, but no right. resolutions. New Year's intentions. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was going to say that. Yeah. So resolutions Good. are a form of control. Goals are a form of control, but intentions are a form of love. Intentions are simply stating in a very general term what you intend to experience. And if it's a new year, you intend to experience love and acceptance and freedom and abundance and joy uh, and things like that. So intentions generally revolve around loved-based ideas that resonate with who you truly are. And goals are saying, I'm going to make this thing happen in order to feel something I don't feel now. So goals are based in that respect, based in fear. So big difference between goals and intentions. Okay, so in section two now, Joshua starts out by saying, there are those intentions you set prior to your physical arrival in the space-time reality. They set you along a path towards what you wanted to explore. Most of your intentions are general and some are maybe more specific, but they are only intentions and you have the ability to define your life based on the preferences you choose at this moment in time. If you had a specific intention to explore sickness, for example, you may have been ill as a child and that illness caused you to desire health. So it birthed that desire for, for health. That experience led you to form a desire. The desire is now burning within you and the law of attraction is bringing it to you. I remember being, as a child, really small my whole life. And uh, especially when I was like 15, I was, everyone thought I was like 12 or 13 years old. And it was really embarrassing. I, I just really wanted to be taller, bigger. And then in between eighth and ninth grade, I grew a bunch. And then all through high school, I grew. And then even college, I grew. And now I'm 6'2", 215 pounds. So I'm bigger than most people now. And I'm the tallest person in the history of my family. That's amazing. Do you think it's part of the desire to be taller as well as, you know, genes and stuff? It's, it's funny how, you know, scientists will say, oh, it's all DNA based and genes and this and that. And, uh, you know, we look at this now, this new approach. It's like, wow, maybe I actually birthed this desire and, you know, grew a couple of more inches because of that desire. Yeah, and I think that we can actually activate genes with these intentions and these desires. I agree, right? yeah. 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 Uh, your specific intentions may lead you to new desires you did not hold in previous lives. Yet in this life, you, you uh, lived an experience that created this new desire. Your focus on that desire is what this life experience is all about. If you intended to explore aspects of poverty and in this lifetime you experience poverty, 
that experience may have created more powerful desire for abundance. This new desire for abundance may never have existed for you prior to this life experience, and it now causes you to grow more powerfully than ever before. So this is why we're always coming back because the earth is changing and the reality is changing and what's possible. Uh, all those different experiences are growing. So we're more broadly have the access to different things. So if you think about if you lived 150 years ago, every single person you knew was living in poverty. Every single person basically that you knew was a dirt farmer. And so you didn't really know that you were living in poverty. It's just how everyone was living. Here we are living in absolute amazing abundance, yet we see people who are living in abundance that's, that's you know, you know, so much greater than what we're experiencing. And we see the difference between their life and our life. And then the, there's people who are living in poverty and we can see the difference there too. So this experience or this perspective has grown and, and our beliefs about what's possible has grown as well. And so now we're able to create new desires that have never been really desired before and to go on this journey to manifest them or not manifest them. The diversity that exists on earth today has never been more profound. This diversity has the ability and the potential to create desires more powerful than have ever been existed before. So as the earth raises its vibration and humans as a collective raise their vibration, new possibilities come into existence. And so new people, new humans are being born at this time to experience things that could have never been experienced at any other time in the history of Earth. And whatever they come here to experience, whether that's great poverty or great abundance or anything in between, or you know whatever it is, it's right because it's something they intended. But once you're here, those experiences lead to birthing desires and those new desires can come to fruition if you can take your attention away from what you perceive as wrong or bad and then allow in, become an allower and allow the universe to create what resonates with who you are now. And so it's all a matter of, of focusing in a way that allows the universe to bring you a reality that matches the vibration you're offering. And that vibration is always who you're being, how you perceive yourself, what you're believing, what you're intending, and that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, sorry. So uh, no. what's interesting is that more are being born into more contrast than ever before. No one really comes here to live a life of ease. And I don't think we know of any examples of a life of ease, but we know examples of great contrast and we see, you know, the population's growing and more people are coming in and this is all intentional. It's all we, from our human perspective, we say, why would anyone want to come in and experience cancer as a child? It doesn't make sense from our perspective, but from the perspective of non-physical that has no fear and realizes this is just a short, blip of an experience that will add to the perspective of all that is, it's interesting from that perspective. 
But once you've had that experience and you've realized that you can have something else, then you can switch from whatever experience you had before to whatever you really want now. Most people don't realize that though. They think my life is the way it is because you know how I was treated as a kid or how I look physically or where I was born or how much money I have now. You know, If I had wealthy parents then I could do these things I wanna do, but because my parents are poor, I'm stuck in this, trapped in this life. And that's just not true, it's just a belief system. So we can change those beliefs and we can, we can reduce the limiting of the, the intensity of the limiting beliefs, raise the intensity of the beneficial beliefs, change that overall set of beliefs and then have a reality that reflects that. Okay, there are no wrong conditions. All conditions are intended. For instance, if a pregnancy is terminated by any means, it was intended and it is right. There's no need to experience grief or guilt. These feelings let you know that your inner self feels the opposite, right? If you feel negative emotion, it's the guidance that says that your inner self is perceiving your reality in a way that's completely different to how you're perceiving it. You think something wrong has happened or you've done something wrong or whatever, and you're receiving negative emotion because you think it's wrong. But the conditions are never wrong. They're always right. It's just that we can't see how they're right. We don't have enough information. Our inner self has all this information. And if we could see things from the perspective, this higher perspective of our inner self, remove the fear around it, see past this illusion of wrong, then we can get back to feeling good and get back to alignment with who we truly are. And then we can get inspiration that will lead us further. This is why it's so important to think about your life. We've all had situations that happened in our life that we said, if that thing didn't happen, I'd be better off. But that's not how it works. The thing had to happen. And from that thing that happened, you created desires and those desires led you on this trajectory to explore what you intended to explore. And so all of us who are listening to Joshua and interested in this information, whatever happened in our lives happened perfectly so that we could come here now. And if they were different at all, we'd be living a different life, one that does not exist, so it's pointless to think about it. The life that we are experiencing is the life we intended to experience. It's all working out perfectly. We're just offering resistance and we're slowing down the natural progression of it. If we opened up that resistance to see how everything is right, then we would be on a new exploration of discovering who we truly are and everything would start clicking. And that's what I've really noticed, obviously in the last six years, but in the last year, year after the bootcamp was, uh, was channeled, everything is just clicking, clicking, clicking. And I've gained a sense of clarity now that when something pops up, I can see that it's for me. We had a funny event last night. You want to tell them what happened, babe? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so we, we went out to dinner and then after dinner, we were gonna go see some live music and we walk into the bar or the you know venue 
and uh, my daughter's friends are here visiting. So it's my daughter, <clears throat> her friend Brendan, and his girlfriend Sophia. So Brendan goes up to the bar and orders two shots of tequila. So the bartender goes, gets the tequila, puts it on, in the shot glasses, and she says, that'll be $65. And yeah, here's this young kid, 21 years old. He doesn't have a job right now. His girlfriend, you know, helping him out. So he's limited in his, you know, monetary funds. He looks at the bartender and said, $65. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry, but that, you know, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't pay $65 for two shots of tequila. And he walks away and he comes over to the table where we're at. And so we're standing there and the manager comes over and says, so you're really not going to pay for those shots? The bartender was like, you have to pay. He's like, no, I can't. <laughs> manager comes over. You're really not going to pay for those shots? He's like, you know, honestly, for $65, you know, I just can't. I'm sorry. The manager was like, hit the door. I was like, <laughs> what? Kicks him out. Him and Gary over there talking to the manager, like, you know, trying to explain to him, you know, we, we can't afford $65 for shots. I come running up. I'm like, all right, let's go. Everybody out. We all leave. We literally got kicked out of the bar <laughs> for not paying for shots. We didn't even drink or he didn't drink or, or anything. Yeah. And so, you know, we have, he has this negative emotion because he's feeling like it's his fault that we all get kicked out. And I'm like, how you know? How could you obviously charge this kid sixty five dollars for two shots of of thing, you know, of, of tequila? It's ridiculous. And but we're laughing because we know that this is working out perfectly, especially me because we had been there ten minutes and I was ready to go anyway. Yeah, I was like, did he? <laughs> like all working out perfect. We, it sure did. Yeah, instead of staying there all night, now we're leaving at a normal hour and getting back to Tucker. Well, yeah. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. And he was, he's in the back feeling bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, Brendan, don't even worry about it. I was like, I think that was great. That was so yeah. much fun. <laughs> Tucker created it. Yeah. yeah he was like, come home. Come home. It was his desire. Yep. It was. Oh, it's funny. Uh, if a child is born with a condition you consider a malady or a disease, the child intended to come forth with this condition. There's no need to cure the child of autism. This is coming in from another uh, paragraph there. The child has come forth to experience life in a new way. He has come to teach unconditional love, to be an example of it. He has come forth to create desires so powerful that no one, uh, that none ha have ever been so powerful before. If you cure autism, you rob those of this experience and new bodily conditions will evolve in its place. So is that interesting? It's such an interesting way to look at it. It really, really is. Yeah. It really enlightens it up a lot and, you know, releases a lot of fear and worry about, you know, these children and, and you know, negative emotions about feeling bad, like, oh my God, this poor baby. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, look at all the wonderful things he's teaching or she's teaching, like you said, um, you know, un unconditional love and acceptance. That's what I see now. I think exactly. And I think they chose, I just think, God, you're, you are amazing. You've chosen this. Absolutely. And so I just see them, see them with new fresh eyes and re real respect. Yeah. Right. Mm. And every experience is unique because every person's unique and some can, you know, a lot of different things happen to autistic kids. Some, some grow out of it. Some find like these passions that, cause them to really focus on it. Some, 
you know, will just never be uh, controlled because you can't control, right? And it's all this new experience. And, I, and is it interesting that once they sort of cure some disease, something else springs up, you know? Yeah. Okay. So it's always going to be like that, even more, even more, even more. But it causes us fear because we think if it can happen to that person, it could happen to someone we love or ourselves. And so we want to avoid that fear by controlling the conditions. When we realize that if it's, if it's um, part of what we intended to explore, then we will be capable of handling it. We'll have all the tools necessary to handle it. So there's nothing to be afraid of. In fact, everything that we truly want is on the other side of our fear. So that thing you fear the most, if you face that fear, it'll absolutely be for your benefit. If you can see and know that all is right, that all is intended, you can live free from fear and doubt. You need not worry that the lives of others will affect your life in a negative manner, for they are the creator of their life experience and you're the creator of yours. You can be inspired positively or negatively by the lives of others, but their only real effect is your attention on them. Withdraw your attention from the aspects of life you do not prefer and focus on your bliss, for this is your life to live fully and you have intended for it to be blissful. So the intentions that we said prior to our birth is to express our love and acceptance for ourselves, for everyone else, and for the conditions, to live in true freedom and abundance, not limitation and lack, and to expand in joy, not expand in suffering, and then to find our passions or find our purpose in life or find our soul's purpose uh, or really to explore who we authentically are. And if we can keep our focus on those things without needing everything else to be different, then we can live life as we intended and we engage the laws of the universe. Everything else is resistance and that's just gonna cause us to go in detours and explore who we're not for a while. And eventually we'll come back on track and something else will catch our attention that we don't like take us off track, It'll, it's from the higher perspective, it all works out. But from our perspective, if we have sifted and sorted through life enough and defined our preferences, well, why not start living by the intentions we set prior to our birth and discover who we truly are? Because that is gonna be a lot more fun, interesting, exciting, exhilarating, abundant, expansive, all these things. Everything else is just resistance. Okay, so we set intentions prior to our birth, but what about setting intentions in our daily life? In section three here, intention is a powerful tool from your real life perspective as well. You can use intention to create your life as you would prefer it to be. Intention means focusing on an outcome you prefer. It can also be general in nature or more specific. If you're going to dinner with friends, you can intend that the food be delicious and that you choose the right items from the menu. You can intend to have a have wonderful conversation and laughter. You can intend for the journey to be safe and easy. You can intend to connect with your friends on a deeper level. Intentions can be made in the morning. You can intend for the day to be wonderful. You may intend to be productive at work, to be on time, to inspire coworkers, and to learn something new. You may intend to pay attention to manifestation events and learn from them. 
you may intend to alter the course of a manifestation event even as it's happening, which is really, well, sort of what I did last night. I was, I wanted to talk to the manager and we were being escorted out by two kids, you know, maybe they're early twenties. And one of the kids says, I'm the manager. He's like 21 years old. I go, okay, now I know what's happening <laughs> here, <laughs> you know, right? So in the moment I could have chosen to be irate and to be obstinate or to get pushed out the door by Tracy, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. If you know, go ahead. Oh, this is Joanne. Uh, hi, um, I, I was just going to add since, so I started the boot camp. What I don't remember what boot camp it was, um, but it was April 29th. I do remember that, uh -huh. um, which has really helped, you know, I'm familiar with intention and not, Somewhat, but not as much as since the boot camp. Um, so I'd say in the past, I don't know, four months or so, I've been doing it a little bit more deliberately, mm. but even more so now, like really, especially in the car, like always in the car, wherever I'm going anywhere. So that's pretty much, I've got that down 100%. And then also when I go to bed, uh -huh. um, and it is, it has changed my perspective with driving because I used to just, you know, how everybody is when they're driving. It's yeah. just one of those things. So that's changed my life. And so from there and parking, parking's the easy one, right? We always do that when we're parking. Uh -huh. um, so I've started to elevate it now to other parts of my life slowly. And it has been, it's fun. So when I, so like, I'll give you an example. One was at a party where I set an intention with my girlfriend we were out at a, at a beer crawl to have fun and sometimes it doesn't always work out that way like I fell cut my hand on glass and but because I had sent the intention to have a good time my friend said you need to go to the hospital I said oh no I'm not I sent the intention to have fun today I'm going to get some band-aids I'll deal with this when I get home and so it didn't ruin my night so even yeah. though you could perceive it as oh well you fell I didn't see it that way. I saw it as I, I'm still going to have a good time. So it's really helped me a lot. And I don't so much worry about whether or not my intention came to fruition. It was just, it's the feeling that I have by setting it, if that makes sense. Yes, because you set yourself on this focus and then it keeps you more on the focus of what you want. And sometimes you're going to be distracted from that focus, but generally speaking, it is a really powerful tool to focusing on what's truly important to you, having fun and connecting and driving safe and all that stuff and not getting upset. Uh, we like, before we do these podcasts, we'll set our intentions to have fun and to be clear and to let inspiration flow. And it always does. Abraham talks about intention setting all the time, like segment intending. So, Every part of the day is a new segment. When you get up in the morning, that's a new segment. So you can intend to, you know, um, in, you know, look outside and enjoy the nature and, you know, cook something great for breakfast and enjoy that, that sort of thing. But going to sleep, that's a really interesting one too. If you set your intentions, this is what I do. I say, I intend to fall asleep. I intend to, to sleep throughout the night. I intend to have wonderful dreams. I intend to remember whatever is important to remember. And I intend to, to wake up 
and I intend to wake up like I was when I was eight years old. Do you remember that when you would just wake up and you didn't know what time it was or where you were? You just like the last thing you remember was hitting the pillow and now you're now you're awake. That was yeah. awesome. So that really helps a lot. Yeah. That mine is very similar. I don't say I want to wake up like I'm eight. I might feel that. But yeah. definitely have have good dreams and allow my consciousness to do its work during mm-hmm. that same time and to connect with my spirit guides or whomever I need to connect with and also to remember my dreams, but even more importantly, understand the effects of it. Like, um, you know, like I may not be able to logically comprehend the symbolism, but to know that in some way it will resonate with me um, in a multidimensional way, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because we have to be very light with our dreams they not, they, you know, they don't make a lot of sense all the time, and how we perceive them is also based on our limiting beliefs. So if we perceive a dream as a bad dream, based on our limiting beliefs, but there is some symbolism in there, and so to be easy about accepting that symbolism is a really good way to do it. And I like that idea of I intend for my, what I usually say is I intend for my inner self to go and play around with different scenarios and do whatever work that is while I'm sleeping. Which I think it's, it's like, it's processing all the stuff that went on that day in a, in a, you know, non-physical sense. Yeah, I think so. I read somewhere that our sleep really isn't so much for our physical body. It is for our consciousness, which was life changing for me when I heard that. Yeah. Ooh, my self subconscious must have been going crazy yesterday. I don't know. Weirdest dreams last night, and I can't figure them out. I can't find any symbolism in them. And they were just so weird. When I woke up, I felt like, ooh, like not good. And I was just like, all right, I don't even want to remember them. That's why I wouldn't tell you what they were this morning. I was like, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I saw something on Instagram today, and it said, it was a post that said, is um are is everyone having crazy dreams right now like i am oh yeah (laughs) yes i am (laughs) what does that mean (laughs) yeah if you simply intend to a safe drive to work and do not focus on your intention while you're driving instead you're on the phone or listening to the radio you may not notice how the universe is delivering safety to you You don't notice how your foot eases off the accelerator just as the car in front of you hits the brakes. You might not realize that the traffic light has stopped you so that the traffic that would have been in your way has time to divert from your path. You arrive safely, but you're not aware of the mechanics involved in doing so. Had you seen the signs of the universe in action, you would have added momentum to your overall confidence and knowledge that you are a powerful creator. So intentions are a creative tool that we can use. Mm-hmm. And it and Joshua here is saying the intentions that you set are setting the universe to work for you. Let's see here. You can write your intentions, announce them out loud, discuss them with your mate, or simply think about them by yourself. Whatever feels best to you is the proper method. You can make intentions as often as you like on any subject in the world. When choosing a movie, You might intend that it be the best movie for you at the moment. You might intend that it be uplifting no matter the subject matter. Oh, um, you might intend that it be uplifting and no matter the subject matter, you will find something uplifting in the story that you might have been missed by others. 
practice intention in your daily life, and you also practice focused and deliberate creation. You are here to create the life you prefer deliberately. The tool for deliberate creation is intention. In order to achieve movement toward anything you desire, you must intend to do so. The more intentions you make, the more deliberately you create. Okay. General intentions create general experiences. Intend well-being, focus on observing well-being, and it'll be shown to you throughout the day. Specific intentions are more focused on specific outcomes and, by their very nature, carry more doubt and fear than general intentions. The more specific you are on any subject, the more likely you will have an idea in your mind of the outcome. Since you are unable to plan the outcome to match your vibrational signal exactly, you will feel the discordant vibration and this will manifest itself as fear and doubt. The universe understands your vibrational sing signal from a broader perspective, and if allowed, will bring you a perfect match to what you are offering. When you, from your more limited perspective, intend for a specific outcome and try to arrange it in detail without having an intimate knowledge of your vibration, you will be unable to visualize the outcome that specifically matches your vibration. You will feel discord in the form of fear and doubt. And this is why we keep our intentions as, as general as possible. And this is why goals generally aren't effective because one, goals are to create conditions that you think will make you feel good because you don't feel good now. So that's based in fear. And two, when you state a goal, you have an attachment to an outcome. And if it appears like the outcome isn't going to happen, you're going to experience fear and drop into a negative state of being and drop out of alignment, right? So the idea is to make everything as general as possible, see the good in all of it. And by doing that, you maintain alignment and you'll receive inspiration to act when that action is beneficial. Hey guys, I, I like that passage that, that you had mentioned about, um, stating your intentions out loud or announcing your intentions. And, and that's something that I've been wanting to try um, within my practice and, you know, with, within my family. And I, and I think it could be a, a, you know, a positive benefit or perhaps, uh, you know, serve as a, a beacon or an inspiration for, uh, for our family or those that are around me. And so, so that's something that as I read through this, that was definitely something that I wanted to take away and implement and try within my daily practice. Has anyone done, done something similar to that? Yeah, a lot of times when we like get in the car to go somewhere, we'll intend out loud to have fun. Like if we're going to a party, let's set the intention to have a lot of fun and have great conversation, stuff like that. <clears throat> but I imagine um, also, also like praying before you eat, isn't that setting intentions right there? Mm. Yeah, you know? yes. yeah, could be considered that, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely is. I'll, well, my boyfriend will look at me because he doesn't know I'm doing this stuff, but he'll notice when I'm looking down at my food and not eating because I'm a gorger. I'll just like dig into it. <laughs> and so he'll notice when I'm, he'll look at me like, because I'll, and I'll, I'll laugh and I'll say, I'm setting an intention to have a good, healthy meal and I'm sending blessings to everyone that had a part in bringing this to me. 
Um, but I forget to do that at every single meal. Yeah. And then I tell myself, it's okay. It's okay. Forget it. Don't, don't worry about the times you forget about it. Just be grateful for the times that you remember to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we can't uh, beat, our, beat ourselves up. You can force a desire to manifest through sheer will, but it will not unfold elegantly and may not be pleasing to you. You must allow the universe to do its job and let the desire unfold in ways you can't comprehend from your limited perception of reality. If you're getting too specific with an intention, you'll feel the discord and you'll know you're getting off track. Your discord is your sign that the intention is too specific. The more intense your discord, the more off track your intention is from your vibrational pattern. The universe knows what you want and how to bring it to you, bring you into alignment with your desires how to bring you into alignment, right? The universe is never bringing the desire to you because the desire is already created the moment you it's birthed. Now you have to change your vibration so that you match that desire and then the desire will be revealed to you. If it's too specific, you're gonna feel the discord and that discord is evidence that your vibration is not a match to this desire. It's actually going the other way. It's like, I have a, go, go ahead. I say it because I don't know what is a discord. Discord is like um, the, the dissonance or the difference between where you are vibrationally and where you want to be. It's, uh, okay. who else has a better word than discord? Um, just trying to think of, uh, I guess a feeling of discord would be a negative emotion, feeling sad or, right. you know, and that that's, yeah, it's just like a negative okay. emotion. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. If you desire a promotion at your place of employment and you, and you intend to get it, you can feel whether or not the intention matches your vibration. If it's right, if it's vibrationally a match to your overall set of desires and beliefs, you will feel no discord. You will have very little doubt or fear. You will have confidence and know that you deserve the promotion and it's a vibrational match to that which you truly desire. The promotion will manifest perfectly and elegantly. Okay, so, so right here is the first time I see Joshua bring up the, the idea of what you truly desire. So in the boot camp, we learn a lot about your true desires and your false desires. True desires are in alignment with who you really are and what you intended prior to your birth. And false desires are all created because you feel a lack of something or it's in a manifestation event. You know, it's like if, if someone tells you that you're no good and you say, I'm, I'm going to prove them wrong. Well, that's a false desire trying to change how you feel about being told you're no good. And you can manifest things, but it's never going to make you feel the thing you thought you're going to feel, right? You're going to effort and struggle to prove this person wrong. And that's not a bad thing. It's just not the most elegant way it could happen. Gary, it, can you, can you give a few more examples on the, on like just some more examples for me on false desires? It was one of the questions I had before I hit this chapter. Would you like 10 um, grand in the bank right now? Yes. Okay. Because you don't have 10 grand in the bank, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and you think that will solve all your problems. Okay. Right. Okay. So if your source 
living a physical reality, if you were source, the authentic version of you without any limiting beliefs, you would know that all the money you need to explore life as you're, as you're choosing to explore it now will come to you to allow you to do it, right? But here's this, the thing is, we choose our explorations based on our belief system. And you can't choose to go backpacking around the world for a year because you say, you know, I don't have enough money to do that. I have to be in, at work. I've got to maintain this house and this relationship and all these things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so most of your desires are, okay, well, maybe I can take a trip to Europe for two weeks, okay? Well, now I have to get the money first to do it. And so your exploration is not this thing that will actually bring all the money. It's playing it safe and waiting for the money to come before you do anything. If you just, I met this, this uh, I was in Key West with my brother and my nephew. And we met this girl, these two girls, they were both, one was from Germany, one was from America. They were both staying in a hostel. And this girl decided to, she was like 32 years old, decided to spend a year when she was 22, just traveling around, right? She ended up doing it for 10 years. And she just goes, meets people, stays with people, travels to another place, money just comes to get air, you know, get the airline tickets or whatever she needs. She's, you know, her family doesn't have any money. She is, this is what she does. And she goes, every time that I think that I can't, that I'm gonna have to go back home, someone offers okay. me a place to stay, or I make some money doing something here, you know, and it all just comes. It's like, that's her exploration. And this is the absolute definition of abundance is that everything you need to explore what you're choosing to explore will come to you when you need it, but not more than you need it. Right? Because if she got a million dollars, that would change her exploration. She would now do something differently. She's exploring this to as fully as she can and she gets everything she needs. So we need to think about what we truly desire, which really is to explore who we authentically are. And then, and then go in that direction, having faith that everything will come when we need it. Yeah. That's what's happened to me this year. It's just amazing how things have worked out. Just amazing. And this year I've decided to, because of the boot camp, go on a journey of exploration of who I truly am as a spiritual leader and teacher. And then all this stuff happens that lines up perfectly with it. You know, just amazing. But generally we say we have to have our ducks in a row before we're, we're going to step off the ledge and try something new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were just telling the uh, kids last night, they want to move to Big Bear Mountain in California. And so we're at dinner and they're having this conversation. All right, we're going to go home and we're going to get really good jobs. We're going to save a lot of money and then we're going to go. I'm like, just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go and it'll work out. Right. Yeah. And what happens if you go back home, make a lot of money, then you get stuck in these jobs and then one person won't be able to, like right now they could all three go. Yeah. The perfect timing, right? This is what they're inspired to do. They could all three go. But if they go home and try and save money, 
they're going to probably get into other relationships or have new friends or have this job that they think they can't leave because they're making more money than they had before and they'll never do it. I know. I'm like, go explore. There are many facets of your vibrational pattern that you could not articulate it if you tried. You cannot mentally see the big picture. You must trust that the universe and the law of attraction will work out the best path to your desire. When you allow the universe to take care of how of the how and when, you allow the manifestation of your dreams. Your intentions move the universe toward that which you desire, and they are powerful tools. But you must be aware of any discord and adjust your intentions accordingly. So you see a lot of this in Instagram now is it says, you know, a million dollars is coming your way, you know, and it's like, it's like they're trying to think positively and they're trying to set intentions this way, but that is beyond their set of beliefs. And so there's going to be a lot of discord there because it's very specific and it doesn't resonate with who they are now. The more general you get and the smaller you get and the easier you get and the more you practice the little intentions, the more confidence you'll gain as you move into more specific things. Start with the general first. Um, Okay. General intentions unfold in exactly the same way as specific intentions and actually carry as much power. You simply do not see the unfolding of a general intention as clearly as you do a specific intention. If you have the general intention to be happy, you might, not, uh, you might not be consciously aware of your happiness at any moment in time. But if you have the specific intention to receive $100 and you received it because you were perfectly aligned with it, you'd feel exhilaration. You would see the complete and elegant way in which the universe brought you the $100 and you would assume that the specific intention was more powerful because it's more obvious because the specific intention when it manifests you notice it right but the general intention is exactly the same thing and has as much power but because it's general it's working behind the scenes and you don't see the general intention you know i intend to have fun with my friends tonight at dinner you have fun with your friends tonight and dinner right And you don't realize that you've created this universal energy to create these, this amazing time that you've had because you've been doing general intentions most of your life without really thinking about it. Okay. Let's go down here. If you could move desire forward and remove or lessen your attention, attention, From the fearful aspects of any endeavor, you could achieve the manifestation of your intent for any subject and you'd be successful. If your first thought about skydiving was that it's a dangerous activity, your next thought would be of plummeting to the ground. If, however, you understood the value of the activity, you could create pleasing mental pictures of others skydiving. You could read reports that showed it was actually a relatively safe sport. If you had come to understand that the odds were stacked in your favor, you would reduce the resistance caused by fear and doubt, and you would be one step closer to the manifestation of this desire. This is another thing we talk about a lot, is that 
we have this powerful imagination and generally we use it to imagine the worst possible outcome. Instead of, of training our imagination to imagine the best possible outcome. It's the same thing. One, it's, it's attractive either way, but one is going to cause you to be limited by fear and the other will allow you to push past fear if you can use your imagination in a empowering way. All right. You can reduce the effects of fear and doubt by changing your perspective. Roller coasters are designed to cause fear and doubt. You feel that you're going too fast and fear and doubt enter your thoughts. This ironically is what makes roller coasters fun. You have fear and doubt and you're overcoming these sensations. Overcoming fear and doubt is exhilarating and you ride the roller coaster again. On your second ride, you experience less fear and doubt. Why is that? Because you've already engaged in the activity and you came out the other side unscathed. You now have more confidence, which means fear and doubt carry less energy. Your perspective has changed now that you've already experienced the ride and your belief has been altered. So you've gone from a vibrational expansive expansion, you know, like you've expanded through that experience, you've come out the other side with a higher perspective. This is true of anything. But if you never got on the roller coaster, you would never have gained the experience. And you and you would you wouldn't come to that new vibrational level, which is readying you for something else. And this is the limiting part of fear and doubt. It just keeps you from moving through an experience that will cause expansion and prepare you for the next step. Um, but you can look at it in a different way. You can say, okay, there's been thousands of people going on this, on this roller coaster. Everyone comes off fine. It's going to be okay. I noticed when I was a kid, I used to wish the car was going faster. I go, come on, this is too slow, even when it's going so fast, right? And that different perspective made it less fearful because now I'm not resisting how fast it's going, I'm actually wanting it to go faster. Okay, here's Joshua saying this. You could have changed your perspective in advance of the first ride. Prior to the experience, you could have observed all the people getting off the ride in front of you. They all survived. You see the quality of safety systems involved and the quality of the structure yourself. You realize the roller coaster is not going any faster than you drive in your car. It's just adding elements of speed, sound, wind, and elevation changes that you're not accustomed to, right? You can set yourself up to reduce the fear and doubt in anything you're about to do. And this is conscious creation. You are consciously looking at it from a, from a higher perspective and analyzing the fear so that it doesn't limit you. All right, the last paragraph of this one. There is nothing to be feared from fear and doubt. They are simply tools to measure your alignment with your vibrational pattern. Be consciously aware of them and work to minimize their energy if you want. You have the capacity to, to live any experience you desire. Do not let fear and doubt hold you back. Just learn to modify their effects and your outcomes will be wonderful. That's pretty cool. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So set your intentions, 
Your intentions are going to unfold. Fear and doubt will pop up, showing you the disconnect between where you are now and the manifestation of your desire. Process and analyze that fear. Look at your limiting beliefs. Reduce the intensity of those limiting beliefs. Come back into alignment, and you become a a vibrational match to that desire that is manifested in your life. Any desire you want, except remember, you set intentions prior to your birth, those are your true desires, and the things you think you want, you may not actually want them, so don't be attached to outcome. I think I just summed that up perfectly. You summed it up fantastic. Does that anyone... was great. Oh, good, thanks. Yeah, uh... <laughs> You know, and it's hard to remember all that, you know, as you're listening to this podcast now or later in the future. And that's why the uh, um, Unlimited Abundance Bootcamp is so amazing because you've got your daily practice reminders every day and clearly changes your life drastically. I know, do it every for, day now. Right? I, yeah. I, I literally, religiously, I do my appreciation. I do my intentions with the meditation. And I now have taken me a while to get to do it but i just do it religiously absolutely yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. makes a huge difference yeah. it sure does it yeah. sure does well it's interesting that we you know we'll go to the gym we'll work eight hours we'll do all these things but we don't really spend any time on a daily spiritual practice and we are spiritual beings so it makes sense that this take half an hour a day to do this everyday meditation and and some form of intention setting and appreciation and affirmations and stuff like that. That is part of, of exploring who we truly are, you know, and it really works. It's amazing. I think because it's so simple that sometimes we, we ignore it. And yes, it's so simple. It's simple, but there's so much power in it, you know? Oh, amazing. That's what I mean. But because we, we just, you it's just have to once you do it it works that's yeah. the thing isn't it yeah, yeah. that's right everybody mm -hmm. thinks things have to be complicated but they don't it's just got to do it it's just right. doing it right mm -hmm. yeah. great well thank you all for being here if you want to find out more about joshua go to the teachings of joshua.com join our friends of joshua facebook group listen to our other two podcasts joshua live and the law of attraction and the law of attraction roundtable you can find those on itunes and if you have any questions for me, uh, send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. And don't forget to find us or follow us on Instagram, which we just started doing, which is Joshua Teachings, right? At Joshua yes. Teachings, something like that. Yeah, yes, it's Joshua Teachings. Excellent. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being here. This is a lot of fun. Have a wonderful week and the rest of your weekend. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Tracy. Bye, everyone. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye everyone. Bye.